Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Allison Havener, VP of Marketing at Trust Radius, a software review platform. Allison, it is great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Great to be here. So tell us a little bit about Trust Radius, what you guys do, and the audience you're trying to engage. So Trust Radius, as you said, it's a software review platform, and we really are in the um, technology space, and we provide this neutral platform for buyers to come to the site and exchange information about other technologies, the use cases, et cetera. So first and foremost, our site is built for kind of the buy side, people that are buying technology, implementing it in their own businesses. And we really want to create an environment that they can get unbiased, vetted information about the different software that is out there and really make the best purchase decision for their use cases and really to meet their business goals. And then we also work with vendors that want to be highlighted on our review site. And so we work with a lot of B2B tech marketers that are looking to access this audience, get in front of them and be able to, you know, really highlight their products as well. So we kind of sit in that middle ground and really speak to kind of both the buy and sell side. Okay. And so given that you're working with both sides, how do you guarantee, to, how, how do you guarantee to, you know, a buyer at a business that comes to your site and says, okay, I want a totally unbiased take on this software. How do you guarantee that given that, you know, the, the vendors have some stake in this too? Yeah, so we, they go through a very short, so all the people that come to our site and that are like reviewing products, leaving that kind of information, the first thing that we do is bet them as an actual buyer of that technology. So we have, it's a multi-step process to verify them that they've actually used that product. We also have a whole team that reads through the review before it's ever even published on our site that is also fact-checking as well. So even though, you know, we think about con the content that's on our site, we want to get as much content as we possibly can. You know, we actually reject almost 30% of the reviews, either for fraud, um, uh, mostly it's for fraud, but maybe like the information isn't quite right, et cetera. So we actually partner with some of the vendors to help us spot check that. And I think the other thing that we look at is we, we look at, how people are interacting with multiple products. So let's say like, you know, from a marketing point of view, most of the products that I'm going to be reviewing are in the marketing side of the house, building a marketing tech stack. Now, if we have somebody coming in that is kind of all over the place and reviewing different products from different technology categories that don't necessarily correspond with their role, we look at kind of triggers like that throughout the site as well. So we have a whole team that is vetting these as well. And then also we're encouraging the vendors to look at, you know, some of the reviews that might not be as positive, but there might be more of some critique or things to work on. And that actually could be a really positive, a good thing and a positive for their company to kind of take back, take back to their product team and use that kind of customer voice internally as well. So we kind of, there, there's a lot that we do to make sure that it's unbiased, it's vetted and buyers can really trust the information on our site. Okay. Very good. Now you guys have a lot of content on your website 
and across various channels. And I know that you put mm -hmm. a lot of effort into telling a consistent story through that content and through the various channels. Mm -hmm. So first, why is that kind of consistency important in your view? Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of think, of, I kind of think about this in two buckets. So, you know, the vendors that are on our site, one of the kind of differentiators of working with Trust Radius is that the, all the content that they produce is all customized to, to their business. So when they come to us as a, they're coming to us and they want to be on our site, we allow them to create custom questions for the questionnaire that their customers will answer. And that really helps them kind of own that narrative that ladders into their company, the use cases that they want to be known for, et cetera. So that's kind of the content that we have that's kind of a buyer facing. Now, where I'm really focused right now is the content that is facing the vendors to let them know, like, how do you really access this audience? What are the products that we're creating for them to, you know, get a presence in front of this audience? And so when I think about the consistency there, and when you're thinking about a content marketing strategy to drive demand for your company, you're you're really working with a very fragmented audience right now, right? There's so much content mm -hmm. out there. There's so many different ways people are finding that content. And um, if you look at some research, you know, it takes people to like, it, to read something, to see something about seven or 12 times for them to truly remember it, to understand it. And so if you have a lot of different messages out there and nothing that was really supporting your kind of overall narrative, then you kind of fall victim to not really saying anything at all. And so I think that's kind of the pitfall of B2B marketing right now is that there's a lot of companies that are trying to say too much and they end up not really saying anything at all because their messaging is so fragmented. And so that's why I think it's super, super important to not, no matter where your brand is present is to have that really consistent messaging across all channels. Okay. And so what's your strategy for telling a consistent story, for making sure that you get that consistency across all those channels? So you kind of take a step back. And I think a lot of work that I'm doing at Trust Radius right now is we've been really thinking about how our company is positioned and how we're messaging that in the market. And this could be for, you know, you know, for the entire company, this could be for a particular product. And so once you have that positioning and you build that narrative, um, you start to think about, okay, what is, what's the way I want to say that out in the market? And so it's kind of like a staged process and you can, most marketers, this is not going to be anything that new to them, right? You start at the top of a funnel, you're trying to get someone aware of your problem. You're trying to show them that there's a solution to this problem and that, ultimately your product supports that problem and the differentiators of, of, how you're, of how you're compared to your competitors. Like that's nothing net new. I think it's actually really hard to execute on. And so when I think about like the Trust Radio story, for example, is we've actually tied that kind of problem to a big market trend that's happening. And that gives it that you know, it's relevant, it is super pervasive, and other people are also going to be talking about this, right, if it's like a big market trend. So for example, we're looking at the buyer's journey, and it's changing rapidly because of the demographics of buyers, right? And so what we're seeing is that 
60% of the buying committee is actually millennials. And millennials have grown up with search engines, social communities, et cetera. And so they're doing a ton of self-nurturing and they're coming to like, you know, halfway through a purchasing decision before ever even engaging with you or your sales team. And so how do you solve for that? Right. And a big part of that is having a presence on review platforms and and being able to tell your story. And so, you know, the second most used source for information besides maybe your website are review platforms. So people could be going to your site and then they're vetting that learning more about your product, comparing you to competitors all on a review site. And then the last part of that story is, okay, great. Why should I choose Trust Radius? We're, you know, the most trusted review platform out, out there. We have unbiased vetted content. We have an audience of really like enterprise and market buyers, et cetera. So that's just an example of how we take that model and you apply it. And then essentially at each stage and at, there's different formats of content that that will fit into. So for that top of funnel, you're thinking like your bylines, your speaking engagement, your blogs, et cetera, that middle, right? More of that how-to content, that more mm -hmm. robust kind of content. And then you're thinking about, okay, what is, what's that product level content that's going to get somebody to really understand how we differentiate from our competitors. And so you want that whole narrative to be told across each of those pieces of content and really have that consistent messaging. So they really understand it and they don't, they're not getting confused by, you know, mixed messages. Okay. And so it would seem like part of that to really make that work would be, and I'm, I'm kind of guessing here, but tell me if I'm on the right track, <laughs> keep things simple, stick to the right. messages that really work and keep them direct simple language aligned with customer needs and just keep the process kind of simple and linear. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. I think it's, it's really, it's hard because most marketers today are trying to cut through the noise. So you're thinking, okay, like what messaging is going to cut through the noise, but it's actually not the messaging piece. I think it actually like is way it's actually tying yourself to this market trend. That's going to help you differentiate mm. And, and that the overall positioning and like your product, that's where you're really trying to differentiate. But like, to your point, like saying very simple, concise and to the point and not trying to over, I guess, fluff is the way to mm -hmm. say it, but like, you really don't want to over fluff the message because people start getting, it starts becoming very, very convoluted. I can't, at my previous role before Trust Radius, you know, there was a big trend happening around just like the overall customer experience and people using data to like own the customer experience and every, you know, one person started, one company starts saying it and they all start sounding the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a level where it's like, okay, Hey, that's a little too high level. That's a little too broad. I don't really know what that means. So I think there's a lot of merit to like bringing it down, keeping it simple and also just, talking in those plain terms that everyone can understand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what would be your advice for marketing teams that take a look at their content and say, we're a little all over the place. We need to simplify. We need to become more consistent across this body of content. What's your advice? How do you begin that process? 
So first of all, I would pause all content making. <laughs> I think, you know, it, like content is king in B2B marketing. There's no, you don't really get around not having content. However, I think, you know, especially when you're in the enterprise, there's a lot of products, there's a lot of need to really push those products. So I would take a step back and think of and think to myself, okay, here's all of this content that we have. What are we really, really trying to say? And I think what's in going back to that, like that formula, right? The, the high level, here's the problem, here's the solution, here's how our product supports it and start categorizing your content that you already have into those buckets and start seeing if it's actually telling a cohesive message. And is it really like showing kind of that, that messaging hierarchy of, of getting people to your ultimate goal, which is your product. So when you already look at kind of what you already have, you'd be surprised if you kind of just tweak things here, here and there, that you, you probably have a lot of the building blocks already. Mm. And then from there, when you start thinking about how to create new content, you can start thinking about, okay, here's our overall narrative. Is everything laddering into that and supporting it? And that's like the question that I always ask myself. Like if we're trying to push X, Y, and Z, does this make sense? Does this, is if, if I'm reading this piece of content on our website and then I see a byline over here, is it cohesive? And I think that's like the big question that people aren't always asking their each other or asking, you know, especially in bigger teams. I see this a lot in bigger teams because content gets made in so many different silos. So if you keep asking your question of like, where does this fit in along a buyer's journey, right? And is this all laddering into the cohesive message that we want to tell across all of our channels? It'll be really helpful. And then also repurposing what you already have. Because you'd be surprised how much content you already have that you could just slightly tweak and, you know, and repurpose. I think that's a big cardinal role of content marketing and, and any content marketer that I've worked with before. You know, I'm a big, big fan of like repurposing <laughs> and slicing and dicing content in different ways. So it's digestible across all channels. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you said a bunch of really insightful things there. Definitely repurposing the content. I mean... I'll take this podcast interview and I'll, I'll turn it into a bunch of different types of content. So totally with you there. And, and also, I'm glad you mentioned when you have a, a large marketing team, or even if it's just mm -hmm. more than a handful of people, right? Even if it's still relatively small, to make sure everyone's on board and everyone's on the same page mm -hmm. in terms of what are we saying? How are we trying to say it? And then the challenge kind of becomes... Well, we're here are our core messages. We need to find different ways of saying these things again and again. So we're exactly. not simply exactly. repeating ourselves, but we're not <laughs> deviate, but we, we don't have 10, 12, 20 different messages out there. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, so great, great insight there. And really great interview all around. Really enjoyed our discussion. So Allison, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was great chatting with you. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. 
That's T-R-I-B-Knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.